When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On Tuesday, September 20th, just past 9 o'clock in the morning, former Montreal Canadiens defenseman P.K. Subban announced his retirement after a 13-year career in the National Hockey League. P.K. was so good for the Montreal Canadiens, the city of Montreal, and especially the Montreal Children's Hospital when he pledged to raise $10 million. But despite all of that, some members of the media have decided to criticize P.K. Subban the day that he retired, and even the day after. It has me shaking my head. I bring in someone who knows him very well. As a matter of fact, they spent a lot of time together. From BPM Spar, George Larac joins me right here on the Sick Podcast. I'm Marinero. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Maradero, the sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadiens win the Stanley Cup. Sports entertainment like no other. Brought to you by 8.6 Beer, intense by nature, and Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. Marinero, the sick podcast brought to you by 8.6 Beer, intense by nature, the beer for those who follow their instinct and live their passions in order to make their mark. And of course, Brought to you by Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the Cup, it's time you go back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. I was there actually um, yesterday night at Lacage en Rue Côte Vertu in Ville Saint Laurent, and I had myself the Blitzburger, some nachos, and some buffalo wings. Always hits the spot. Speaking of Lacage, join us on October first at Lacage de Carry en Rue des Jockeys. When I'm going to be there, uh, the sick team is going to be there. Some of our collaborators will be there and i'm going to make an announcement that the sick podcast is going to be getting sicker what do i mean by that well you're going to have to be there to find out you can rsvp by calling them at 514-731-2020 so if you're looking for a place to eat that night i hope you can be there and uh, you'll be able to hear the announcement speaking of announcements pk suban let it known over his social media and in particular his instagram i think it was on all social media but anyway it was in on his instagram that just past nine o'clock in the morning that he was announcing his retirement on Tuesday, September 20th, he did, after a 13-year career in the National Hockey League. And, you know, he's been getting a lot of praise from everywhere around the National Hockey League as a guy who changed the game and a guy who was a trailblazer and a guy who inspired so many people and so many others and all that stuff. However, very unfortunately, in Montreal, on the day that he announced his retirement, he was subject to a lot of criticism, which... You can be a fan. You don't have to be a fan. But personally, me, on the day of his retirement, to criticize him, I find it cheap. And so I didn't go that route, and I'm happy I didn't. And I know one guy who really is upset about what he's heard 
in the last 36 hours from BPM Spar, George Larac. Welcome to the Sick Podcast. Thanks for having me, brother. You're very welcome for the second time and what I hope will be uh, many more. All right, okay. You know P.K. Subban well. I know you spent some time together outside of Montreal. Why don't you tell everyone the story? You know, um, when the, the tragedy happened in Haiti, um, you know, in 2010, it, it's, it's crazy coincidence because I got released by the Canadians uh, to, uh, January 21st, 2010. And that was shortly after the tragedy happened in Haiti. And uh, I helped out raise millions with uh, um, World Vision, work with the NHL and Chalky to, to, to get more money so we could help rebuild an hospital in Haiti. Uh, it's called Hôpital uh, Grâce pour Enfants in Delma par au Prince. Oh, if and, I can, George, you're talking about the terrible earthquake, obviously, yes, for those who yes, aren't aware. Okay, continue. Exactly. So um, when when I did that, to bring some awareness to that hospital, I, Dan Amuse came with me, a former defenseman that played for the Canucks. Pamela Anderson came with me uh, to Haiti. And P.K. Subban uh, contacted me because he wanted to come. And uh, he wasn't a Montreal, uh, he wasn't a Canadian yet. He was a rookie. And uh, of course, uh, I had to talk and reassure the Canadian that it's going to be safe. It was not going to be dangerous because this is something that was going to be done with World Vision, with security and everything that is going to be fine. So he came with me to Haiti and we spent almost a week together in Haiti, came to see the kids. We played hockey with the kids in Haiti and uh, he visited the hospital and we did tons of events there in, in, in Haiti. And uh, again, when we did this, he wasn't a superstar that we know that he was going to be yet. And uh, on the way back from there, and we, we spent a lot of time together, we talked, and he told me when we were there that the impact that I had in Haiti, it was amazing. And he swore to me that one day he was going to have as big of an impact in Montreal. And what happened a couple of years later, when he decided to pledge like that he was going to help, you know, raise 10 million for that hospital just so people understand what what that means because a lot of people are like you didn't really give 10 million um what he pledged to is any fundraiser anything that they do is going to be part of until they raise 10 million you know how much time commitment that is it's easy to just throw a check like this He's donating his time in all the fundraiser. He's coming back to the hospital all the time to come and see the kids. If it was that easy to do, why doesn't every player do that then? If you know, George, it's, it's, it's funny you say this because uh, people have gone out of their way in the last 36 hours in the media to stress that, by the way, he didn't give it out of his own pocket. He pledged to raise it. And I'm like, okay, what's your point? Like, at, at the end of the day... If he pledged to raise it and they raised it, there's 20 other players on that team. If the 20 other players would do that for another $10 million, the hospital would have raised an additional $200 million. But he's the only one who stepped up and did it. And one of the reasons why he did, besides the fact he's obviously got a great heart and he cares, is that he had the profile, he had the personality, he had the branding, and he knew that he was going to be able to get that money from the community from business people and stuff like that. And for me, whether he gave a million dollars or he gave $10 million, it's not the point. The point is he ended up raising 10 million. And for me, that's huge. That's as if he gave the 10 million. It doesn't matter. 
I don't understand. Yeah, but, it's, it looks like everyone's trying to go out of their way to find something to put him down. You know that today, after I vented on BPM spot on my hit with Jean Charles, and I said that the francophone media has been putting him down, and some people took exception to that because they're making it a French versus English thing. By all means, I don't want to um, make this a French versus English thing. That was not my intention. I don't want to um, separate the two. Uh, I, I want to bring the two together. It's one of the reasons why I made the move to come work on the French side. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very happy to be working in French. I've embraced the culture. I've embraced the language. I love the people of Quebec. But I also said that if someone, a member of the Anglophone media, would have criticized PK since his, his retirement announcement, I would call them out as well. But from what I heard, on a TV show last night, in the first 15 minutes of the show, I heard he retired because nobody wanted him. That was a shot. I also heard it wasn't his money. He raised it. That was also a shot. And on radio yesterday, I heard the best P.K. Subban moment was the moment that he was traded by Mark Bergevin. I'm sorry, I just find those comments to be out of line. This made me sick. You know, you know, just so everybody knows this, this makes me sick. It's showing me how society is today, how we're jealous. And there's part of racism in that too. Because first of all, when somebody retires, why do you have to put up all the negative things that you've heard? Like, I've, I've even heard people saying that PK, nobody wanted to play, no team wanted him yet. He had offers. He could have played if he wanted to. It's just that now in his career, he had better opportunities that were more fun for him with the personality that he had. But if he wanted to play in the NHL, he could. He wasn't going to make $9 million, but he would have found a team for sure that would have given him a couple million. So those are all lies. You know, he was such a great mentor for the young defensemen in, in, uh, in with the Devils. I talked to uh, that little kid there, that rookie that was there last year um, that got traded. Um, he was telling me how great he was in the dressing room. How big a mentor he was for uh, for for the kids there. Um, he was amazing, an amazing teammate, and he got the King Clancy. King Clancy is the best example on and off the ice. If you're not positive with your teammates, it's your teammate that voted this trophy. He got voted by his own teammates, so it tells you about his personality, perseverance, the way that he was. But you know, Tony, there's a lot of jealousy. You know, maybe some people uh, in the media, some former players, they're jealous because. His endorsement money is more money that they make right now and the more money that they make in the NHL. I don't know, but it makes no sense to me. When a guy is retired, you have to recognize the fact that he was so popular in Montreal. He was one of the most popular players. You know, people were telling me that when Guy Lafleur used to pick up the puck behind the net, people used to stand up back in the days. PK did the same thing. When he picked up the puck and he would go up, people would stand up. You know, he was so, he was so spectacular like Kovalev was. And you know what? Montreal is working so hard to find guys that wants to be a Canadian, that wants to play here. He embraced it. He loved being here. He loved the market. He loved the pressure. He played with pressure. Man, how many? He had 35 points in 50 games in playoff. He's a 38, defenseman. 38 and 55. Yeah, so he's a defenseman. That tells you about pressure. Who has more pressure than him? And people are like criticizing him. Why? What has he done to people? All he did is he wanted to be here. 
he faced criticism and he played his heart out. He gave his time in the community. He was amazing. George, George, thing- when he played here, when he played here, okay, people whispered in my ear as well in the Canadians organization uh, at all levels, okay? They whispered in my ear, PK this, PK that, PK this, PK that. Um, I understood what they were saying and I could understand how some of the things may have turned off some people, okay? And so many people were upset when he got traded that I went on the air and you know what? I repeated some of the things I heard and said, this doesn't come from me, but it comes from people within that room that told me this, whether it's true or it's not, this is what I was told. And so I understand uh, the reasoning behind the trade, whether I agree with it or not, I understand it. When he announced his retirement yesterday, this is what people need to understand. If you want to look at PK, the hockey player, these are facts I'm going to give you. 38 points and 55 playoff games for a defenseman, which means he played his best hockey when it counted the most. Number one. Number two, they made the playoffs five of the seven years that he was there. Number three, in the first year that he got called up after playing two games with the team, he played 14 playoff games. He was absolutely unbelievable. You know, I don't know where I am. He won the Norris Trophy. I'm going to add that. And he was, along with Alex Kovalev, but I think PK was more consistent in his performances, the most exciting Montreal Canadiens player in the last 15 years of the franchise. Minimum. Okay? Add to that, he helped raise $10 million for the Children's Hospital. He would go visit sick kids, some of them terminally ill with cancer, have Halloween parties for them, have Christmas parties for them, bring them gifts, go on his own time, bring some of his teammates, put a smile on their face, make them forget about all their problems. What more do you have to say? Do you know that today, today, after I vented on BPM Spa, someone called me who did some work with the Montreal Canadiens, someone who I respect, a friend of mine, okay, who for 20 minutes tried to convince me that I should change my opinion because PK was not a good teammate and not a good person and gave me a million examples of, uh, you know, he he didn't buy a loge at the Bell Center. Uh, he, um, he didn't let Jeff Molson know until the day before that he was uh, going to be making the announcement. Uh, he didn't have the Canadians involved in his pledge. Uh, uh, he made it look like he was giving, you know, he was uh, 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 paying it all by issuing a check of $10 million instead of uh, pledging it. I said, well, he said he was going to pledge it. Yeah, but he took a picture with the check with $10 million. Uh, uh, his teammates didn't like him. When he went to this club and that club and this club and that club, he'd order drinks and he didn't pay for that. I, I, I said, listen to me, listen to me. You can tell me whatever you want. First of all, no one is perfect in life. Nobody. No, no, no one's saying he's perfect. And no one is. That's number one. Number two, all these things, it doesn't matter to me. Once again, 38 and 55, Norris Trophy, most exciting Montreal Canadian for the last 15 or 20 years, and pledged to raise $10 million for the Children's Hospital. Anyone who wants to find criticism on the day that he retired, yesterday, all sports shows, radio and television, should have been dedicated to P.K. Subban for everything he did for the city of Montreal and the community. And for me, for even one criticism to come out yesterday is just totally wrong, unfair, 
and 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 use whatever other you know no but that's why that's why tony i was saying that it's all jealousy because again um you know anyone that retires if you wanted to you could all find negative stuff about any players if you want to look throughout the career of anyone that has retired if you want to do this one by one and look at all the stupidest thing you can what's the point what's the point of doing that at the end of the day he was well loved here he wanted to be here he didn't want to be traded he was hurt when he was traded he came back to fulfill his commitment with the hospital even though he was in nashville that tells you about his heart he wasn't a canadian anymore he still came back and that's why all those people that were saying things people that were jealous some of it was racism and you know what that's the nature of things and what could we do you know it was sad to hear that because you know at the end of the day you know whatever whatever you want to say about his per personality just know that today the nhl is encouraging player to show personality because that's what's going to sell the game they want players to be outgoing like pk is because the more people get to know the players the more popular the game will be and the more money it's going to generate so often we would hear that oh this mentality is for football and basketball we need this mentality for hockey too we right. need to see we need to see the personality of hockey players hockey is the it's least too, popular of the team sports in north america yes, because it's too conservative they all players all shut up they don't say anything they don't move they're afraid to say the wrong thing they don't show their personality they're boring so how can you sell players that are boring if you have look at pk right now he's gonna sign liquidative contract with espn another chain of sport that yeah. are fighting right now to get his right why because of his personality you know the other one so that i love you know the other one that i love that when they went to the captaincy and they had the vote patcheretti got 19 votes and pk got two so he must be awful okay how about the other 18 guys who didn't get any votes you know you know the I, thing don't, about I don't that. understand there's 19 guys there's 21 guys two of them got votes 19 didn't but yet this looks terrible on pk who cares about the captaincy like when people are talking about it, it's try to find loopholes and stuff like if you, people want to look at the a the c okay who was the better player during the time pk was there patrick or pk like pk was a gamer like he was physical he was like he wasn't afraid to mix it up he did everything he could to help the team win and there's nothing negative to say about it and stuff because he was in his prime when he was here and chelios is the last player that won the norris trophy in montreal people can't recognize that he won the because you know often people will say oh he, he did too many turnovers you want to you want to know how many turnovers mccarr does you want to talk about all the offensive defensemen that do turnovers wow. you know, you know what George, i have news they for those eat. people when you carry the puck a lot more than everyone else you're gonna end up turning it over more than everyone else because you're carrying it more than everyone else exactly right? so that's normal that's normal but that's that's people trying to look for loopholes so they could feel better about themselves or putting him down but it's, those are people unhappy they're unhappy they're not happy about their career choices they're not happy about their own life and they try to put anyone down that had success and, and, and by sad. the way for those who say that you can't uh find a balance with your branding and what you bring to the table for your employer uh, it, uh that's totally false okay and i'm, I'm gonna tell you something george you have your own brand okay and and i you know at a much much smaller level than any athlete i have my own brand um which you know i've i've hooked up with the sick podcast over the past couple of years and we're promoting the sick brand okay do i bring it less on radio and television because i have my own sick brand no you're bringing as much you're bringing as much 
I have professional pride. I try and bring 100% to the radio. I give 100% to TV. I give 100% to the podcast. Anyone who t- says otherwise, it's all a load of crap. No, but I know, I, I've known you over the years, and we've talked so many times, and I've talked to you in the air, and I, and I came in your radio show. I was there when I, was, uh, when I got released by the Canadians. Yeah. And you work hard. You're a hard worker, and you're an entertainer. Like, you're an entertainer. Even though, like, French is your second language, uh, you know, you're one of the most beloved and one of my favorite um, collaboration that we have here on the station because you're wow, amazing. You. The energy that you bring in, the way that you portray yourself is amazing. Well, that's, uh, no, no, I don't want to make this about myself. So thank you for saying that. I really appreciate it. And I give a shout out, uh, of course, to sportbuffshop.com uh, because you can pick up all your sports license, lifestyle apparel, including hoodies, caps, T-shirts, your favorite teams from all major leagues, as well as our sick merchandise. And when people were criticizing P.K. Subban yesterday, I was saying, is this a joke? And I'm wearing the T-shirt right now. Use code SICK10 for 10% off on all other items. And I want to let you know, if you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook, comment SICK, S-I-C-K. And if you're listening on audio, please leave us a five-star review and write SICK, S-I-C-K. Earlier today on your radio show as well, you also took issue with a lot of people who have criticized P.K. Subban since the retirement announcement. And, you know, George, once again, you know, for anyone trying to find, like, nobody's perfect, man. Like, just nobody's perfect. Well, again, you know, just so you know, that has nothing to do with this because, you know, we know that nobody's perfect. But at the end of the day, we're not here to judge anyone because we're not God. God is going to judge us one day, one paradise, and that's it. So we're not, if you want to talk about someone as a person, well, you don't know them and that's it. Talk about the person, the human being, how he was on and off the ice. And I had to defend them because I thought it was sickening what I was hearing. The guy is retiring and doesn't have the, the love that he deserved by some people. And the thing is, the media, us, we have a mic. We have a mic, a lot of people listening to us. So the way that we want to direct or show with what we're saying, people is going to follow through. So the people are only following the thread of what some of the media are saying. Right. And so by the way, the media- it's not the entire francophone media who is critical because Maxime Lapierre of La Poche Bleu and TVA Sport had some very good things to say about P.K. Subban, okay? Uh, but, you know, I just saw three or four examples of things that were said uh, yesterday, two on one TV show, another one on another TV show, and another one on a radio station, which I thought personally, I thought were a little bit out of line. I didn't agree with the timing of the situation. If an English member of the media, Anglophone media, would have been critical as well, I would have called them out. I mean, there's not an issue with that. So anyway, I just wanted to get that out of the way. It's it's not a French-English thing, but unfortunately, yesterday, I just thought the Francophone media was a lot more critical or were the only ones that were critical. I don't know if it's they had friends at the management level or friends at the coaching level or friends who were players from here, from La Belle Province, who had an issue with PK, whispered in their ear, and they decided to take the frustration out on the air. I don't know. I, I just, I think it's wrong. And, you know, PK Subban, once again, was so excited to be a Montreal Canadian, embraced the city of Montreal, embraced the culture, um, studied up on the history and knew everything about the team, was beloved by the alumni, gave a lot of his time to the alumni, obviously had a special bond with Madame Belliveau, uh, learned the language, spoke the language. He did that with parents of sick kids at the children's hospital who didn't know how to speak English. He spoke to them in French. He gave his time on his days off. He gave his time at fundraisers. And once again, I, I just, 
I, I don't know what, you know, this is how I feel. And I'm probably going to be saying too much now, but I'm going to say it anyway. If P.K. Subban would have been a Gadishinu, yesterday they would have did everything, probably even build a statue for the guy. Oh, that's for sure. You know, that's because for he's sure. Not, like, you know, like a Gadishinu can make mistakes and they close their eyes. I mean, yesterday was Gila Fleur's 71st birthday. I love Gila Fleur. I mean, he's my idol. I don't know if you can see this here, but actually, anyway, I have... I have his a chair of Gila Fleur in the background here. There you go. I feel. But but uh, you know, and I have his jersey and a signer. But Gila Fleur made a lot of mistakes, and people loved him because he was a special player, and he was a special person, and he meant a lot to the city and the community. And I think PK is the same thing. And so I don't, you know, we got to stop with this different strokes for different folks stuff. Okay. Yeah. You know, if he would have been a Quebecer yesterday, everyone would have said how amazing he was. And because he's not, he had a bunch of people who criticized him yesterday. And I, I just thought that was out of line. And you, you know, Tony, Tony there's, there's a really good point you just said. So people just understand what you just said. If you want to talk about some of the greats that ever played for the Montreal Canadian, there are some bad things that they've done that if PK would have done that, he would have been buried. And I'm not even going to go on details with names. No, you don't have I'm to. Just gonna, I'm just gonna, I believe I'm just that. I believe, you're right. I believe that. I'm just going to say it again, just so you guys understand. Some of the things that some of those people have done that's been public, if PK would have been one of them, he would have been done, he would have been buried. And that's some why people I would believe... Some, yeah, go ahead. That's why I believe that racism still exists. And oh, I yeah. Think that he was a victim oh. of it. And by the way... I'm not saying that who criticized him yesterday is racist. I did not say that. But I believe that over the course of his career, there are some that had an opinion of him that was judged on racism and not on the player or the person. All right? Yeah. And and, and that means that still in 2022, we have a long way to go. Um, But when you see things that aren't right, I think you have to speak up. I have a microphone. I did so. You have a microphone. You did so. And I so appreciated having you on the sick podcast today, man. I, you know what? You, you had a lot of nice things to say about me, and I appreciate that. I love your work. You transitioned from player to member of the media, and you, you didn't do it to wing it. You did it to take it seriously, to try and be the best you can be on the radio, and you've shown some longevity here. You're getting better all the time. You have a huge following. And so I tip my hat to you as well. Thank you, George. I hope to see you again soon. Anytime, brother. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you very much. The great George Larac, one of the best enforcers in the history of the National Hockey League, if not the best. He has an open invitation. Anytime he wants to join me, tell your friends about it. This podcast is where you're going to hear the truth. As a matter of fact, it's pretty sick. I'm Marinaro. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by 8.6, Intense by Nature, and Lakage. If the last time you went to Lakage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lakage. The menu will surprise you. <laughs>